Aloha, all you basketball fanatics, and welcome to our podcast, Beyond the X's and O's, episode nine. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Play. Also, check us out on our Instagram, too, all right? Coach Lance will be putting all of our Instagrams in the description of this podcast, so check us out. Not only that, though, why don't you do us a favor and direct message us, or as the youngsters would say, DM us, and um, with any topics or subjects that you would like for us to hit, and I'm sure we can come up with some uh, big stories, I'm sure. Um, on today's panel... Of course, we have Coach Tom Tran with Hui NorCal Dynasty, Coach Bob Mack, Hui Basketball Club, Coach Lance O'Hara with the Hui Basketball Club, and yours truly, Coach Mel Morosco with Hui Hawaii Heat. So, you know, I'm always saying Hui this and Hui that and Hui this before all the coaches' names, and it's something that for all of you that don't know us, we're based out of the Sacramento area. Well, I guess you can say a a city, I don't know, we can just call it Rockland. It's about 30 minutes outside in a suburb area outside of uh, Sacramento. Um, so when we got together, we've known each other for many years and we wanted to give the kids in the area a different option. So we got together and created the Hui Basketball Club. Now, Hui is an acronym. It means It's actually a word in Hawaiian, which means a club. Uh, but we actually took the word Hui, which is spelled H-U-I, and we made an acronym out of it, which is Honor, Unity, and Integrity, which we all stand for as coaches. And we thought that was really important that uh, we made that name. It was actually just fit, you know. And um, <clears throat> so we got together, four like-minded coaches, and um, we, we are coaching for the kids, not for profit, you know. Um, this is like one thing that we got together. We sat down. We had a bunch of different meetings about, man, what, how's it, how long has it been, Coach Lance? About two, three years now? Yeah. Three, four years? Yeah, Gosh. I think almost three. Yeah, and we talked about doing this, and I'm so glad that we did, you know, um, Coach Bob, Coach Tom, and Coach Lance and myself. And uh, we just jumped in, you know. There's a lot of um, programs in our area a lot of pop-up programs, like we like to call it too. I know Coach Tom has a, a saying for those clubs that are just everywhere. It seems, seems like mom and pop, you know, um, clubs, basketball clubs are just starting daily. And uh, it's usually ran by a dad who's like, hey, I'm going to start my own program. And uh, he goes and starts his own program. And the next dad and the uncle and then the brother and everyone's starting. So we wanted to do things a little bit different. <clears throat> like I said, um, go check us out. Hui Basketball, you can check us out, Instagram. Uh, Coach Lance will have the link down in the bio of uh, this podcast. So go check it out. Um, you know, I wanted to share a quote. Now, big shout out to Coach Derek Newhouse out there. Coach Derek is a fan of the podcast, and I know he listens. So uh, he posted something on his uh, storyline, and I actually screenshotted it, and I had to share this with you guys. Um, so this is what it says. I'm going to read it. It, it kind of hit home for me. And uh, for us, now that I uh, think about it, but it just says right here, it says, shout out to the real ones out there or out here doing it for, uh, hold on, let me just see if I can read for a second. <laughs> shout out, shout out to the real ones out here doing it from their hearts and not worrying about their pockets. It's really sad when you see people trying to use kids, try doing it from your heart and you will feel much better. 
care about a kid after the ball stops. And I, and I read that and I was like, wow, that was a powerful statement, man. And, um, and it's definitely what we do and what we believe in. So I had a, I screenshotted that shout out to Derek Newhouse, coach Derek Newhouse. Sorry. Um, and don't worry, coach Derek. Uh, I'm definitely going to have you. We're going to have you on the, on the podcast as a guest. So, uh, just stay tuned, all right? He's, he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to youth basketball and AAU. And I want to say he's, gosh, in our area, in the Sacramento area, he's one of the, one, the ones that kind of paved the uh, whole blueprint, you know, when it comes to uh, AAU basketball. He's done a lot for the community, and uh, he's got a well-respected son. He's got a daughter. I've known his son, Jalen Newhouse, for a long, long time. He's a great kid, always respectful, always comes up and says hi to me. Um, but anyways, yeah, we're going to have you on the uh, podcast, uh, Coach Newhouse, so don't worry, man. Um, I'm going to give you a call. So like I said earlier, you know, we're based out of Sacramento. Uh, I guess altogether, coaches, we have, what, over 50 years of coaching experience, I want to say, combined together. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of a At ballpark. Least. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so um, we started this podcast, everyone out there, just to share our stories and help, you know, others out there deal with certain scenarios uh that may happen to them in this whole aau youth basketball world or just youth sports in general um you know we've had some great podcasts so if you are new to the pod go check out our other podcasts uh yeah there's some doozies out there you know we got uh, we got some pretty cool uh, hot topics we have some guests too that we've learned a lot uh from having them on our podcast so go check out those podcasts um, and I guess you can say the subject or the topic of this podcast would be basketball during COVID. You know, I know we touched base. I think it was one of our first podcasts that we did. Um, you know, I guess it was no, I, I guess I forgot what our first podcast was. It's what are we podcast number nine? I mean, it was only eight ago, right? It was about, uh, playing basketball with, you know, during the COVID or not playing basketball during COVID. Um, so this is, we're just going to kind of touch base on it again. Uh, so uh, just like this last past weekend, uh, we had a tournament. It's called uh, Bass or the Bay Area Sports uh, Halloween Tournament. And it was their first tournament back. And so they gave me a call and said, Coach, would you be interested in coming out? And I said, definitely. It was their first tournament back. Now, normally they have it in Oakland. I want to say it's um, – it used to be um, – what was that gym out there, Coach Tom? It was uh, Jamtown. Yeah, it's called but Soldier it's Town. It's called now. Soldier Town now. The yeah. Oakland Soldiers actually uh, run it. So that's where all the tournaments, their major tournaments, would be in the Bay Area. That was one of their venues that they would use. So they actually came out here to uh, Rancho Cordova. Well, when I say here, it's a little bit closer to us here in uh, the Rockland Roseville area. And so uh, they actually, I guess, you know, San Francisco's still on lockdown. They're pretty strict out there. So they managed to come here in Rancho Cordova and host the tournament. And I'm going to tell you the experience that I had there, coaches. It was a phenomenal experience um, for being COVID safe or trying to be, right? Um, you know, a lot of the other tournaments that we played in locally here talked about doing these things, but didn't really follow through. Uh, you know, shout out to Coach Jed, Coach John. Um, they did a phenomenal job. Their staff did a phenomenal job on on staying or trying to keep everyone safe with the whole COVID thing. Um, 
but not only that, though, I want to give a, a big shout out to to uh, Coach Dante Miller too with uh, Miller Vision Training. He was there too. Um, you know regulating they did a great job when i say regulating let me explain to you when you get there to the gym they weren't let they weren't letting anybody in there you couldn't even shoot around it was they only had three courts going you stood in line you had to fill out a form before you entered which is you know they're not responsible if you get sick form with covid everybody had to have antibacterial on their hand before they started to go to their court everyone went to their assigned courts and the parents came in with the team they also had to do the same everyone had to wear a mask including the coaches um the entire time when i started to coach i'm just gonna be honest i pulled my mask down i just i can't coach with a mask over my face i just can't um not only do we have to yell but our players need to see our facial expressions they just need to see your face so and you're a yeller yeah, yeah, I have my moments. I have my moments, but uh, it's hard to yell with a mask on. It, it is. It, it doesn't it, feel right. It, you feel like you're gonna pass out too because yeah. after you yell, you gotta breathe in air, and it's like you're breathing in material. <laughs> so, um, but you know what? They didn't. They they were they were fine with that. You know, pulling your mask down and coaching without a mask. But as soon as the game ended, our mask came on, and they had monitors pretty much on every court as soon as that court ended boom everybody out they had an exit to the far left let's go guys let's go move it let's go parents players coaches out no time to take off your shoes and put on your slides or anything like that it was out but it was for a reason as soon as we left the gym they had guys in there squirting down all the chairs the tables the everything and wiping them down getting it ready for the next team to come in. And they weren't letting the next team come in until the court was done, plain and simple. And um, I went to the bathroom. That's how I knew this. I was like, oh, wow. They had two people down there just squirting all the chairs down. They had plenty of chairs for all the parents. Uh, there was nobody standing around waiting. It was business. It was game over, get out, go talk to your kids out in the parking lot. And um, next team, you know, we got so-and-so and so-and-so, let's go. And then they did the same process with the whole antibacterial thing on your hands, go to your court, and that was it. As soon as their game ended, boom. I even tried to go in a little early because we're so used to it, right? So our game was at 4.30. I'm there at 4.15. I look at my boys. They're in the parking lot. I say, hey, let's go. You know, 15 minutes getting ready to start. You always got to figure game may end early and, you know, the time is never on schedule. So let's go. We get there and they go, oh, okay, well, hold on, hold on, coach. They weren't letting anybody in, which I loved. They go, what, what, what team? I go, Hawaii Heat. And they go, okay, hold on a minute. Look, okay, your court's not done. You still have three minutes left. So go ahead and stand behind this line here. So I'm like, oh, okay, let's stand over here, guys. And then, you know, one of the other courts finished before ours. And they were like, okay, let's go. Sack stars and so-and-so. Let's go. Move it. Let's go. Your, your court's open. Then the next team would go in. And I was super impressed with that. I was like, wow, this is how you, you know, this is how you handle the whole COVID thing, especially with youth sports. And uh, I watched them because I can see the court from outside. And I'm watching them spray down the chairs. And we were playing on that first court. Uh, so I can see them. They're shooting down all the chairs and wiping them down. And um, I was just, I was, seriously, I was impressed. They they shot the ball down before every game. Um, yeah, they weren't messing around. And hey, so, uh, yeah. 
Hey, I got a question real quick before you, you go on a little further. You mentioned that they, they, they made you guys wait outside, let the other team come out. They, they sprayed everything down. Um, what did that do for your warm-up time? Did, I mean, did you get a little extra more time, or was it just kind of like, hey, let's it was, it roll was, the ball It was out. kind of a hit and miss. You know, there were times where we had uh, a couple minutes, and then there were times where, you know, a court would be behind schedule, and they're like, hey, guys, we got to get going. Okay, so we got a minute or so, you know, so mm-hmm. – uh, so warm-ups were, I would say the really good warm-up was that first game, you know, because it was kind of uh, new to everyone and everyone, they didn't have a system quite yet. Everyone's kind of like used to just coming in full force and they had to be like, hey, everybody stop, you know. So warm-up time, our first game, we had a lot. Our second game, we didn't. Our third game, we had a lot of time. So it was just kind of like depending on the time, I think. Yeah. And but you know what? If you're trying to be COVID safe, I I felt they did an excellent job. I mean, I wasn't even expecting that. You know, they they send the flyer out to all the coaches and you read it, and it's the same. You know, you just go, okay, you're gonna wipe down the chairs. Okay, they're gonna wipe the ball down. Okay, we all have to wear a mask. Okay, as soon as the game is over, you have to leave. Yeah, okay, I've heard this already. But they literally did it, and I was impressed. It shocked me. I was like, whoa, it caught me off guard. But I was like, okay. You guys are doing it. Okay, I get it. You guys did a fun, they did a phenomenal job, like I said. So shout out to Coach Jed and John out there. A Bay Area Sports, go check them out. Hopefully, Coach Lance, you can add uh, Bay Area Sports down there too. Uh, they're also going to start having more tournaments down here in Rancho Cordova. So uh, check them out. Take a look. I think they're going to have one November 14th and 15th. Um, so, uh, yeah, just check them out. Uh, they also run like a little Northern California ranking you know, out here. So it makes it fun for the kids and for the teams and for the parents. Uh, But they do a a great job. I've been, gosh, going to their tournaments for, man, many years, many years now. I've, I've known them and uh, they do a really good job um, on, uh, and I'm sure, you know, coach Bob and coach Tom, and of course, coach Lance, they know too, as well, Bay area sports. Um, But yeah, they did a phenomenal job. So yeah, if you guys are out and you guys hear this podcast and look them up, Bay Area Sports, they did a really good job. If you guys are, especially parents out there that are, you know, I don't want to say freaked out, but, you know, cautious about COVID, they take it serious. They literally take it serious. So um, no shaking, no, no shaking, no shaking hands after, uh, after the games. That was a definite like, nope, nope. And, you know, I, I feel weird. I always feel rude because of sportsmanship. Yeah. <laughs> but like you go, uh, hey, are we going to? And they're like, no. And I go, okay, sorry. Don't want to you know, piss anybody off. Um, but, yeah, they just took it really serious, which uh, uh, I appreciate. I know a lot of parents appreciated it too. So, um, but, yeah. Um, and also shout out to the Hawaii Heat 15U boys team. They won it. So super proud of them. They needed one. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, Coach Tom, did you have something? No. So, Real quick, on the, the games in between, like you were saying, because, you know, obviously we've been a part of different facilities, um, not really mandating anything, just go in and go out. I, I always think, is it that hard just to schedule a game an hour and 15 minutes, right? So it gives you time to watch things out. Because when you do things close, like you said, you're going to have some times where you're going to have some warm-up time. And then there's going to be some times where, man, your game's behind. You only get one-minute warm-up. Well, all of us know as coaches, a woman warm-up might be just, all right, you're running on the court. You might not – everyone might not even get a shot off, right? And right. now you're going to the bench. So, um, 
it'd be nice if the directors just gave everyone an hour and 15 minute window between games. That way um, there, there was more warm up time for the teams to practice, but then you give time to wipe things down instead of doing an hour in between games. Right. Because then you have that game that's running behind and now all of a sudden you're, you're way behind because everything's pushed back. Yeah. So, Hey, I, I did have a question and you kind of touched on it, uh, Tom. Um, and I know you've been out of state uh, a couple times during, during the, uh, the quarantine. Um, Coach Mel, how does this, and Coach Tom, how does this compare to what you guys have seen in other gyms and what they're doing out there? Uh, go ahead, Coach Tom. Well, I haven't been, obviously the way that Mel was saying his um, experience was last week, that probably is by far the best one. The one tournament that we had in Idaho was pretty good where um, they basically locked the front door. So your team was scheduled at 9 a.m. All the 9 a.m. teams came in and you weren't allowed to come in until about 9.55. So they let you come in and basically stand in the corner if the game had not ended. And then once the game ended and everyone evacuated, you went on on your court. Um, So they didn't clean things down, but they tried to make sure that no one was coming, one, either scouting or – you know, just um, packing the gym. So that's probably been the best out-of-state tournament that we've been at. But nothing – like, nothing by wiping anything down. That No one's really ever done that. I mean, if anything, I think us coaches or players, like, we always have – I always have hand sanitizers for the kids when they come out. We're always just hand sanitizing after um, each sub or after the game. So that's really about it. Yeah, I normally do the same thing with my team. I got a stack of wipes, like, you yep. know, style. And then, um, of course, I have um, – uh, the antibacterial, you just kind of give a squirt to every kid's hands. But yeah, uh, it it was a night and day. I wasn't expecting it because I read it. I kind of just, honestly, I just kind of, you know, eh, whatever, kind of just really fast read over it. Like, yeah, I would have skimmed over it. And uh, I wasn't expecting it to literally be done. So when they started to do it, it took me a second. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, crap. They're kicking us out. Well, okay. I even tried to go the opposite way, not really thinking. They're like, no, coach, that way. And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. So I, it, was, uh, it, was, it was cool that they were doing it the right way, but it definitely caught me off guard. I just was, I wasn't ready for it. But how was Utah, Coach Tom, when you guys went to Utah? Did they, it was uh, good. Uh, Mario did a really good job with that. I mean, they were doing temperature checks. Um, but they actually had wipes and everything. So mostly um, the whoever the scorekeepers were, they were wiping things down. They were wiping the benches down. So, like, you know, it's just like a typical um, game where you have a long bench. They were literally just wiping it down, and then we were going there. So it wasn't, like, too much, but they were they actually had people wiping stuff down. Wow. So it sounds like the Bay Area sports or the BAS tournament uh, kind of set the bar a little bit. I mean, I, I haven't been there um, recently, so I wouldn't know. But it sounds like they set the bar. And I saw they have, have another one scheduled, I think, coming up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it's the 14th, 15th, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I just got contacted by uh, Jed that they were having something just on Saturday this weekend. Um, because a, a big demand. Everyone liked it, I guess. And they had a bunch of teams that wanted to come back and, and play. So... Yeah, we can't do this weekend, um, but uh, yeah, they uh, they definitely set the bar for uh, everybody. Else. Like you said, Coach Lance, it was uh, I was impressed, I was shocked, and then I was impressed, and then at the end, I was like, 
wow, they handled their business here. You know, they weren't messing around. So, hey, hey, I, I think we're pretty much done with this uh, subject. Tom, didn't you, uh, you had a, you had a topic that you kind of wanted to piggyback on, uh, you know, basically why Huey was formed or one of the reasons why Huey was formed. You, yeah, you I think, uh, I mean, one, I mean, anyone that knows, like, anyone I coach or whatever, I kind of always, um, you know, share the story. Obviously, there's, there's always two sides of everything. There's a lot of people that do it for the money, and there's a lot of people that don't do it for the money. And, and there's different aspects in between all that, right? And um, I was talking to Nabil, actually, who runs at NorCal Supreme in Yuba City, who's been having games out there. And we were chatting because I'm coaching some of his kids on uh, my team that's going to Phoenix. And we were talking about going to Utah and stuff. And we were just talking logistics and payouts and and – you know, how much do people charge here and charge here? Um, and he was asking me, he's like, well, are you going to, you know, ask for more money for your travels? And so I told him, I was like, well, honestly, I've, in all my years of coaching, I never asked, I never make people pay extra for me to travel. If I'm buying paying for a rental car, flying or a hotel, sometimes there are parents that, um, will fundraise and say, you know, we're going to have the parents chip in, but I've never gone out of my way of saying, Hey, this needs to be done. You know, I always tell the kids, Hey, if, if we want to go, um, this is the fee. We're split everything down the middle and we're going to go to this tournament. Um, so what I was asking the coaches and trying to tell everyone here, um, it's funny now from years past, you know, like coach Bob and Lance, when your guys kids were in high school and stuff, everyone mostly paid for everything, right? Everyone's paying, not saying you're paying to play, but you, whatever you did, you were paying. It seems like now these last couple of years or last year, and I think we talked about this on a previous podcast where everyone wants to have a guest player, right? Like kids are, Hey, I can play on your team or parents are um, volunteering their kids to play on certain teams, but then they're not wanting to pay for anything. So they're volunteering their kid to play on your team but then they want them to play for free. Because and, they're, they're an elite player, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's funny, you know, like I've talked to a lot of trainers who train in, in part of their job and their income is from, you know, charging kids to train. Like that, that's where they make their income. And I was talking to one of these trainers before and he was saying, yeah, I would have kids come and they literally wouldn't pay anything. They just felt like, all right, I, they were coming out, they were invited, they got, they got a scheduled time and they weren't paying. So... One of my question is, as a coach, you know, Coach Mel, you're coaching a lot of kids right now. Um, there, I always tell people, there's kids that I've coached that um, can't afford it, right? And it's just a fee. So usually when they can't afford it, it comes out of our pocket. You know, I had a couple of kids that went to um, Utah. We went to Utah when our last podcast was like, what, three? My last one when I was in Utah was like probably three podcasts ago. Um, there was two kids that could not go and they couldn't afford it, but we needed the two kids because we didn't have enough varsity kids to go. It was either, all right, if these two don't go, then we're down to four. If they at least go, we have six. So I just told them, I was like, all right, I'm going to pay for your fee. You just have to make sure that you can get a ride to this high school. So this family can take you because their families didn't go. So, um, and my only thing I always tell people, I don't need anything from it but it's almost like kids are almost like entitled and there's no, no one ever says thank you anymore. Like I told the kid, I was like, you know, I don't need to pay 
for you to go to play and then also a parent that sacrificed him and he's driving you, you know, basically this parent is babysitting you and right. there's no thank you or it just like, you're not like uh, thankful for any of this. Um, and I think that's where we, you know, talked about before. I think a lot of kids feel privileged or um, they're entitled to certain things. Right. And sure. a lot of kids, I mean, I, I've, I've coached almost every weekend in Yuba city or hardwood and I'll not, I'm not joking. Out of, if I bring a team of 10 kids, there's probably two or three kids that never pay a fee. And I always tell, like I told, I was telling coach Lance's in our eighth grade team, I don't have time to go chase people down. You know, I've, I'm coaching six teams and when the email gets sent out um, and saying, Hey, this is the fee and this is what you have to pay. Just send a payment. I'm not, I don't want to, I hate just tracking people down because I feel like that's not part of my job. My job is to, you know, coach your kid. Um, and if, and I would say if you can't, somehow afford it or whatever it is and that's when you just talk to the coach and the things can be worked out right i don't like i always tip i don't mind paying for things um but when it's being taken advantage of then it's almost like why am i doing this right yeah um yeah. touch base on that coach piggyback on what you were saying we wear many hats right we're friends we're, we're leaders, we're mentors, we're accountants, we're bill collectors. Uh, we're sometimes even, um, you know, um, therapists when it comes to uh, mar marriage, uh, marriages that are, you know, <laughs> um, uh, b between a child and parents that are divorced. Yeah. You know, so uh, we wear many, many hats. I know the feeling because I hate having to send a text or an email. Hey, can I get your tournament fee? I hate it. My parents know I hate it. Um, but I can't, if I could afford it, I would do it. I would cover it. And I've done it before. But like you said, don't take advantage of it or don't mistake my kindness for weakness. I'm very upfront when it comes to the money side of it, because it's simple math. My parents see how much the tournaments cost. Um, it's real simple math, you know? And so I let them know, Hey, this is not a, you know, unfortunate for me. And I'm sure probably some of you coaches too, as well. I get to pay like hardwood pals. I get to pay the day of, I don't have to, you know, send it in and register my team just yeah. because of the relationship that we have. And my parents really get, uh, they, they, they think every tournament is like that. And so once we are, they're, they're so used to that and spo being spoiled. Um, oh, hey, coach, here you go. I always let them know, hey, we're going to Oregon. I need your money by this day. Right. I need, and there's still, you know, <laughs> still one or two that I'm like, hey, I just covered the fee, but I need your money. I need to throw it in my bank. I can't afford it, you know, but I covered it but I, I need you. So they understand coach Mel is just not full of dollar dollar bills, but um, I, I'm just really open, but I hate to collect, you know? And, and sometimes, I mean, I know people, all of my parents got outstanding credit with me. I always tell them, Hey, you got platinum credit with coach Mel. Don't even worry about it. Cause they forget. They honestly forget they're caught up with life and stuff. And, you know, and normally the people that are on it, that are the first ones, you know, they, they skipped and I'm always jotting it down and I'm, I don't even know how you handle yours coach Tom, because 
you know, I got 10 players and I have my little check marks in my phone over my, well, pay, 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 pay. Oh, so to didn't pay it. Ah, hey guys, um, can I get that $20 fee from you or whatever it is, right? And I, I, oh. I, have a, I have a notepad on my phone and I'm not joking with you. It goes back, it, it, it goes back every weekend from even last year. And I can almost give you a list of kids, a long list who have not paid. Um, and, and like uh, what Coach Bell was saying, and what I don't think a lot of these parents understand, you know, like for local tournaments, like he said, we can just pay up the day of. I could pay the next day. I, I told Nibel, yeah. I'm going to have to pay the next day, right? Because I'm, I'm here all day. I have no time. Mm-hmm. But like us, we're going to Arizona in three weeks. Well, I had to pay that a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. like to save our spot, right? Yeah. So it's two teams. And a lot of people don't realize like, Hey, you, yeah. When the email goes, but like the longer you wait, like, like that's 1200 or $1,300 extra. That is just, I'm waiting for. Right. Yeah. Um, I've had this problem. I think we've talked about before. I have this problem in Reno every year. Cause in Reno, I take nine teams. So nine teams, you're times 500, you're paying 4,500. Right. And you have word of, people say, Hey, I'm going to go. And all of a sudden they drop out last minute. And so yeah. the downside of always doing a pay as you go, which we kind of do, right. You just, Hey, if Kainoa can play this weekend, or you're paying this, this fee right now. Right. Instead of paying in advance and he gets sick. Um, a lot of kids drop out every year, obviously not this year, but the past three years in Reno, I signed up two extra teams that I did not need to sign up because I've had kids drop out. So instead of taking <clears> nine <throat> teams, I could have just taken seven. Oh. And had kids not double up. So they don't realize that that's always an extra thousand dollars that eventually is coming out of the coach's pocket, really. Yeah, I could right. do that. Coach Bob, go ahead. Yeah. So I, I just want everyone to, to understand, in case you don't know the dynamics of, of like the financing behind clubs, it's, it's for, I, I think that full transparency with our club, we let our parents know where the money's going. You know, here's, this is how much you're, we're going to have to pay for practice. This is how much we have to pay for um, uh, either travel tournaments or local tournaments, training, everything's included. Our uniform costs, everything is in there. Everyone knows where, where the money's going. Um, and, and that's, we, there's at the end of the season when everything's wrapping up and, you know, we're kind of sort of taking a break. Yeah. Coach Lance, I'm sure you can, you can attest to this because you see the finances more than anyone, but, there's no money. There's not a big, we don't have a big bank account to say, oh, we can cover it. We, no, we, we literally run basically, you know, session to session. So when, when coach uh, um, Tom and coach Mel say that, Hey, we, it comes out of our pocket. It, when somebody doesn't pay, it comes out of our pocket. There's no extra money there to go oh, I can cover this guy. You know, we, we got that. It's just, it's, it's, it's not there. Now, some of the other clubs, some of the bigger clubs, uh, some of the clubs that maybe charge a little bit more fees, they, they have that cushion. It's sitting there. They can do that. They can bring in a player and say, you can play for free. They can scholarship a lot of players. It's not a big deal to them because they can charge the other parents more money. We don't do that. So that's kind of yeah. going back to, you know, what, what we're doing, what we're about. But it, it, is, it is a heartache. Coach Mel? Yeah, yeah let, me, uh, let me piggyback. Again, uh, on that, Coach Bob, I think that's. I think we need to make a drinking game out of this every time we say piggyback. <laughs> I think we're three. <laughs> so, anyways, the piggyback on what you just said, Coach Bob. Um, yeah, you know, I did it one season where I made a, a list of all the tournaments that we were going to attend for a three-month period, right? I was doing it every quarter. Every three months, I was doing – 
a tournament. This is what it's going to cost. This is how much money. And I collected early and would just pay the tournaments off as we went. I did it that way and it worked really, really good. I mean, as far as kids were showing up, if they didn't show up because they were sick or injured, I didn't have to come out of my pocket. Yeah, it sucked. They didn't play, but it changes the whole dynamic of it. And so I, you know, it was, it was a lot on my parents because I don't have parents that are just ballers like that. And I, and I want to be, uh, I want to sympathize, I sympathize with them. And I, I just, I could, I was like, Hey, I need $600. This is what, you know what I mean? Versus $20 this week, we can kind of, you know, do it a little bit at a time. It just, it worked for my parents and, but I still, I still, I don't want to say use the word get shafted, but I still do. You know, I mean, we start out with 10 strong, Hey guys, you know, tournament over at Hardwood Palace, you know, obviously my, my parents are all, you know, geared and wired to, Oh, I can pay them on Saturday. And then Friday I get a call. So-and-so, 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 and so-and-so we can't make it ABC. And I'm like, Okay, I got seven or six. Oh, okay, thanks. So I'm guess who's coming out the pocket? <laughs> Coach Mellis. And I used to I used to tell my parents the night it happened to me, like, hey guys, uh four players aren't making it. So I'm gonna need this amount instead of this amount to cover the difference of I did that and it just got to be ugh, too much. <laughs> so I would just pay it out of my pocket, whether it be, you know, $75 or $50 or, you know, $85. I was just like, uh, I was doing it. And then it got to a point where I was just like, man, I can't be doing this. I can't. So I would say, I need this money by this point. If you can't make it or whatever, I would just make an adjustment and say, okay, um, instead of $20, it's $25. And just in case it ever happens, I have that little bit of cushion play or whatever, you know, $30 or it's going to be $35, guys. And just in case something happens, Coach Mel doesn't have to come out of the pocket. And then that extra money would go towards uh, like instead of, um, you know, $50 for uh, or $40 for a uniform or whatever it is, right? Hey, guys, it's only going to be $25 because I have some extra money mm -hmm. that I accumulated over the time of tournaments or and or I surprised the boys with a shooting jersey that I just kind of had, you know, the I don't want to say the nickels and dimes, but you know what I mean? It just kind of added up the $10 here, the $20 here, the $30 here, the $5 here, and it just added up. And I, and I would like, hey, guys, um, end of the season, you know, I'd buy my boys rings. A lot of that money went towards the rings, things of that sort. So uh, that way I'm not out the pocket, which was, oh, man, it was, it was tough. So, but, yeah, there are ways around it. Like, Coach Tom, what you said, I mean, I hate having that i just feel i don't know why but i feel bad there's a lot of coaches out there that don't feel bad at all you know they're they're there to collect the money right collect that check uh but i feel really bad i'm just like hey uh it's monday and our tournament was on saturday i just was wondering if you can send me the oh yeah coach no problem i go i'm sorry and i'm always apologizing <laughs> yeah and so just because i feel bad i just because we i don't know our heart is there right and so, uh, yeah, but that's just the way I kind of handle things. But uh, yeah, my parents, they know they're spoiled. They know they're spoiled. And we got it really good as far as 
you know, paying for tournaments, like you said, Coach Tom, sometimes the next day, you know, I can do that just because I got to collect money from two more parents and I'll let them know, hey, I got to collect money from two more parents and I'll give you the money. And they're like, no problem, no problem, Mel. We got no problem. Like, yeah, just a great relationship, you know, with everyone. But Coach Bob, you had something? Yeah, actually, uh, we've got our first uh, question from chat. Um, oh, I'm yeah. kind of scared. So it, it's kind of going back to the guest player, the elite player uh, question. And it's uh, the question is, do you think having a guest player or elite player uh, playing on a team causes problems with team dynamics and chemistry? Who wants to take this one? I'll go first. Um, well, a couple of things. I think uh, I, I don't I always tell people this AU season right now because of COVID is I don't even think it's a real AU season. Right. So. Um, you see a lot of people jumping from team to team. Um, if you have a team that has been playing and it's been the core group for however long and you just add a player, I think it ruins the dynamic, right? But I don't – not necessarily the, the player. I think it, it just – to me, it almost shows, like, you have no faith in your team. I think we've talked about this before, right? And for yeah. me, I was like, all right, if we only have five or six kids and the kids are, hey, coach, we, we want to wonder extra person or whatever. And Hey, that, that person is there. Then I'm okay. But I've seen teams that, you know, we've all coached against where um, we're playing a team of 10 kids. And I know this kid has never played on this team, but all of a sudden they're barring a kid to play. And this is where it goes the feed thing, right? Let's, let's say, you know, that that elite kid probably did not pay, right? Majority of the time he probably did not pay. Well, you have 10 other kids on the team that he's playing on now that probably have paid. Um, so do you count that as a win for your team? Okay, you might win a championship. So do you get upset? Okay, I won a championship and we borrowed someone that probably didn't pay. Like, I, that's where I think, you know, the hooey thing stands for us, right? Like, I think for us, for me, um, I always tell people, like, I'll, I'll lose with what we have. I'm not going to borrow a kid because then – it's almost like, all right, you're borrowing a kid. There's an asterisk next to it, right? Like, you, yep. he's not really your player or she's not really your player. Um, and I just think it doesn't show any faith in the kids that you have. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in uh, – and I tell my kids all the time, and, I, and I've said this on the podcast, you know, I'd rather lose with the players I have than win with the players I don't really have, you know? And uh, as far as elite players go, I get asked all the time, hey, coach, can we run with you this weekend? Hey, coach, I'll get messages about certain players wanting to uh, play with us, you know? And um, I just, it's not fair to my, my boys. It's not fair to my parents either, you know? Who am I? Yes, it's my team, but, and I, and I could probably, and I could do it if I really wanted to, but the integrity part, that's the part that sticks for me, you know, as far as who he goes and who he stands for. Honor, unity, integrity. The integrity for me, and this is just my opinion, you know, and, and every coach is different to each his own. Uh, it's just not, it's not fair to my, my players and my parents, you know. Hey, I got this kid coming. He's going to help us out. Knows nothing about the offense. Knows nothing, you know, about our press. Uh, but he's really good. He's going to be taking some people's minutes. And I know you guys have been with me for about three or four years, but hey, just trust me on this one. I just can't, you know, I just, yeah. unless it's a team, then we're just going to go have some fun. You know what I mean? Then I'm all for it. Hey, you know, Ray J, you want to come with us? I'm going to have uh, so-and-so, 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 so-and-so. Let's go down there, have some fun. And those are the kind of tournaments where I'm like, hey, 
we don't practice. You guys know what to do. Go out there and have some fun. And it's almost like a, a break for me coaching. And yeah. you just chill and let the boys have yeah. fun, do their thing, right? Almost like a open gym or, yeah. or something. You know, you take like seven, eight kids. Hey, let's go, you know, and let's go have some fun. But as far as my core goes, you know, my Hawaii Heat core boys, I've never done it to them. Never. I've had players now. I've had players from other programs that played in Fresno for Fresno uh, Elite. But they took like three months off and they contacted me and said, hey, coach, we want to run and can we run with you? And I said, okay, well, well I don't want to step on anybody's toes because I, I have a really good relationship with the coach of uh, Fresno Elite or gosh, I can't remember. Swish, swish elite. Um, and I don't want to jeopardize any weirdness, you know, um, with you guys. Are they okay with it? Make sure you ask them first because I'm okay. If you guys are willing to drive from Fresno, they were driving down from Fresno to practice with us on Thursday and play with us in a tournament on the weekend. Wow. And they did this for quite a, quite some time. I was super impressed with their, their dedication. And so when they did that, they were really good players and we played against them for a long time. And I know the parents and I've known the player for a while because uh, you know, a lot of our kids know them because they go to those camps and they all hang out. And, and so it was exciting to have them and it was fun, but I've never stole a player from another program. That was the only time where it was kind of like that, but they were with us like for three months or so, you know, went to tournaments and with the practices. And it wasn't like I just picked up a kid on the weekend. That was the only time that was, um, that I kind of, I, I guess you could say, did something like that, but not really, you know, they were yeah. with us and they bought a uniform and they were part of our team for three or four months. And then they went back to their team. And of, of course, like I knew there was going to be a weirdness happen because there was kind of a miscommunication. So when I started to talk to the coach about it, he was like, you know, so-and-so, they didn't really say anything. And I was like, oh, dude, I bet you guys were looking at me like I was a bad guy or something. And they go, no, no, no. But I'm like, I know they were. And I go, hey, by all means, there was no disrespect. I actually asked them if it was okay. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. We don't have anything going on with the team right now. And they didn't, I guess. But there's always a little bit of like, I don't know. It's, I don't want to say it's their possession, but you feel a little like, these are my kids. No one else. You shouldn't be playing with anybody else. I think they had a little bit of that. And, um, but I was just like, Hey, I don't want any problems. If you're more than welcome to play with us, but it's not going to be just for this weekend. And then you're going to pick and choose. You're either on the team or you're not, you know? So they made the dedication and they were like, no coach, we're all in. So I said, okay, cool that you're in, but uh, coach Bob, you have something to add? Yeah. You know what you mentioned in integrity and that's obviously that's, it holds pretty strong with us, but also I think the word loyalty is huge too, because I know that we demand that from our players and we've, and our parents, um, we've talked about this in another uh, previous podcast, but you know, we do, we demand, we, we say, Hey, you know what, your, you are your primary team is us. You know, we've pretty much spelled that out. It's going to be us. If you want to play for several teams, we're probably not the group for you. Um, but it's a two way street, right. Uh, that goes for us as well. Um, you know, I, I've, I've had the opportunity to pull some better players on a, on a full squad, um, you know, mid-session or whatnot, and it's, it, it doesn't feel right, right? It's because you're going to put this kid on a team, and now you're going to bump these kids down the, 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 the bench. And, you know, one kid that was barely getting minutes, not getting minutes, and the kid that was getting a lot of minutes is getting his minutes cut. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, loyalty is, is, is huge for me as well, um, almost to a fault, but... Um, 
I just, I think it's a two-way street. You know, it, 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 we've got to show that back to the, the parents and the uh, players as well. Go ahead, Coach Mel. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny. Um, I have a little story for you, right? So there's a team out of Sacramento that I used to respect. You know, the coach really wasn't a coach. He was a doctor wanting to be a coach. And um, they're out of Sacramento. And they were always kind of a real competitive team. And we always had fun playing against each other. And then, you know, a little bit, he wanted, I guess he wanted to win. So he started to get players from other teams to play for him. And um, I knew who his core, his core team was. And then next thing you know, he's got one of the best players in Sacramento on his team. One, he just come. And they're so obvious when they don't play for the team. We all know it's a, it's a player that doesn't have the matching jersey or he's got a different shorts on. It's obviously he, he's, and he's the best player on the team. You're not fooling anybody, okay? I'm looking at the camera right now. You're not <laughs> fooling anyone, coaches. We know who your elite players are that you're asking or the weekend warriors. We know who they are. At least have a uniform for them so they blend, all right? You, you got a team here, and the next thing you know, they have a, I don't know, an NBA jersey on with the same color. You're like, oh, okay, here we go. So um, you're not fooling anybody. But anyways, so this coach – brings in this player who rolls in late right to the game it's like the second quarter this player comes in we're at hardwood palace and i'm like oh really you got so and so here on your team is that what you did he's just like well what you know he called me and asked me last night and i'm like yeah you don't think he's called me and asked me you know what i said i said no that's all you had to say but instead he came and i'm just like man i lost respect for you dude like i thought you were better than that i go Dude, you're just, you're not even a basketball coach. I just started going off on him. I was just like, huh. dude, you're a doctor. You're a doctor huh. trying to be a basketball coach. That's not what basketball coaches. I mean, if you want to win, I mean, we can just quit. You can have the win. I mean, obviously the win means a lot to you. I said, but like what you just did, dude, dude, that's so Bush League. And I kept going on and on and made it so uncomfortable for him. That's what I wanted it to because he's not a real coach. And uh, I, he doesn't coach anymore. I see he has like his assistants kind of run his little program, but I'm sure he's the money behind the program, obviously. Uh, but I called him out, man. I called a spade a spade and I didn't give a damn. I really didn't because it's the integrity. It's the integrity. Like, <clears throat> I mean, we will play whoever steps on the court, but have some integrity, man. You know what I mean? We win some, we lose some, you know, and, and it's not the end of the world. And even if you beat us, at least have the common courtesy to shake my hand. I mean, it's called sportsmanship and we can fall right back into this because I was just talk, talking to coach Derek Newhouse on the phone and it happened to him, you know, somebody local here in the area too. Uh, and you know, coach Lance knows who it is. Coach Tom knows who it is. He used to be my assistant coach. So that narrows it down. Huh. He played, coach Newhouse and his players played against them. Uh, and afterwards, he didn't want to shake his hand. And I said, I don't, that didn't shock me. That's just the kind of person he is, you know? And uh, we kind of talked about that. So I said, hey, I, same story happened to me about this team, you know, over here. And uh, coaches that don't shake another coach's hand after a game, it's just unacceptable. And in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion out there, you're not a coach. That just shows you that you are not a real coach. You are a dad or a father figure or somebody that's trying to be a coach because a real coach will have the balls to go, Hey man, great game. 
You know, there's a lot of people that I hate out there. Coach Lance knows, Coach Tom knows, and Coach Bob knows, and all you coaches out there that are listening. There's a lot of people out there that you hate and you just think about the day of or the morning of or the night before. Oh, man, I'm playing so-and-so again. Oh, man. And you can't stand this person. But when the game is over, you suck it up, you stand in line, and good game, Coach, and you just got waxed by 20. It's happened to us all. It's yep. happened to me. You know, and I, hey, right. you just, and, when, and when you lose and you go to shake their hand and that coach or that assistant coach from long ago doesn't shake your hand, you're like, wow, really? Did you want to hold a grudge over what? Over something that you did wrong, not me? I'm just here to shake my hand and you whoop my ass by 20. So I'm like, okay, whatever. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, the nature of the beast. It really is. And it's, it's sad in some stories. It's uh, you learn lessons from it. And people show their real colors and their integrity. They do. They show their character, too. And so um, I just told that coach who was a doctor, when somebody asks you to play on the team, doesn't mean you have to say yes. You know, I said, look at your players on the, I, even, I was pointing out the players on his bench. They're not even getting playing time because he's playing the whole time. I go, man, you're weak. And, uh, you know, whatever. He, he was just saying, shut up, Mel, stop talking to me. I'm like, I'm going to hear, I'm gonna, you're going to hear me all game. I said, three, four, we got three, four quarters of this. And I was riding, riding him and he was furious. And I knew I was in his head because he's not a real coach. He's trying to be a coach. And so uh, referees are talking to me, and I'm just like, dude, this guy here, you know? It was just – but that was just one of my stories, one of my many stories I had to share with you guys on this topic. Coach Tom, did you have something? A couple of years ago, my, I had my girls' team, and my girls' team was – it got really – I think, I'm, you know, I'm always talking about them. It got really good towards their junior um, and senior year. But around that junior year, we had players that wanted to come out and parents were like basically, you know, um, shopping their kids, shopping their girls. Like, hey, your team needs my girl or, you know, so-and-so. Um, my group was so close. And I think it, I, I've told Mel this. It reminds me of your guys' group because your families are really close and your boys are really close. And there was a lot of games that we probably won. Um, just because of the chemistry. Not, I mean, the other team might have had like star players, but I would, we were so like open with each other that I'd be like, hey, girl, so and so wants to come back or so and so wants to play. And I would just ask them their opinion because I was like, all right, you know, this is more their team than this is my team, right? So I want to do whatever is best for them. If, they, if they're okay with it, hey, we'll bring someone new out to the team. And the girls just don't sugarcoat anything. They're like, coach, they're like, no, we don't want to play with them. Like, they, they just, they, they will just tell you because, you know, like us coaches, we know like, hey, we'll try to make things work for between kids or whatever. But I always tell people, ultimately, the kids are the ones that have to play with the other players, right? And so I always took their word for everything because it was like, there were such great kids, such great families. And when we went out to out of area tournaments, we did a lot of stuff together. This is where we, you know, talked about the team bonding stuff after games. And I was like, I don't want to bring someone in that one, hey, might be a great player, but just will ruin the vibe outside of basketball right because we only play an hour game but then these girls are having to hang out afterwards they, they just were not into that so 
Um, yeah, usually for me, I always ask the players. Like even now, like my boys team, um, if new kids come out, I'll literally just ask them and they'll just blatantly say no. All right. Yeah. Not, they not, they're not getting invited then. I mean, so, um, but yeah, like Coach Mel said, I think there's a lot of people that will ask and they're like, oh, so-and-so wants to come play. They're not asking the team. They're like, all right, yep, come and, you know, come, come and play. And I always tell people like, everyone should get extra uniforms and the back of the name should just say loner. you know i i've even had kids that are on my team and parents that doesn't that don't want to hang out with us like i'll be like hey let's get together and you know let's go and then they just kind of want to do their own thing and i'm like uh well i think oh we don't really like pizza or we we were gonna go over here and i'm like okay i get it you guys want to make a trip out of it and do a family thing but like I kind of want to just maybe have one meal together as a family. I mean, as a team, so the kids can kind of just, you know, hang out and chill. And, um, but I've had it where I've had parents that are just awkward or don't want to be around us. And I'm like, well, this is not what my program's about, right? Well, you're going to be a part of this. Yeah. If not, then you can kind of look for another team because it's kind of part of the deal when you play with us, right? Whether it be barbecues, hanging out after the game or after or if we have a travel tournament, hey, we want to get together at, you know, I don't know, Buffalo Wild Wings for a meal together just to hang out. And um, then they started to go. And then they were like, oh, well, they ended up being really fun. And But it just I think it's a, a comfort thing for some parents. Yeah. And sometimes you have to kind of like – work with them a little bit and kind of guide them and be like, Hey, we're good. It's fun. And we're different. You know, coach Mel isn't going to be yelling and doing all this craziness. It's we're going to relax and have fun and have a good time and just talk about other things besides basketball. But go ahead, coach Bob, did you have something? Yeah, no, I just, there's another follow-up question in the chat. Uh, And it was, it's, it's a follow-up to the borrowed player and in your, uh, I guess, experience, uh, the question is, do you, do you find the parents or the players are more mad with uh, borrowed players? Parents. Parents. Yeah, the kids, they, they, they know who the player is. So they're like, well, my boys would be like, okay. They're, they don't realize their brains anyways. They don't realize, oh, wow, he's going to take minutes from us. <laughs> they're not thinking that way. They're like, Oh, it's so-and-so? Oh, man. Oh, man, dad. Oh, gosh, coach. Oh, hey. That would be kind of cool. At least one game, right? But they're not paying for it. The parents are paying for the tournament and right. paying for the travel. And so they're like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I never even put my parents in that situation. And, I mean, even when I had my players from Hawaii, that were moving from Hawaii to California that were going to play for me. Um, I let my parents know. I gave them a heads up months in advance, five, six months in advance. Hey, I got a couple players that are coming down um, that are going to fill the roster. You know, I think we were running eight at the time and I like to have at least 10. I can go 11, but I like to stay at maximum 11. And so um, let them know months in advance. Hey guys, we're going to have two players come. They're going to be playing with us. They knew one of the players. They didn't really know the other player. And so, and it caused some friction, believe it or not, letting them know that this isn't just a weekend warrior player. They are on our team. Let's welcome them. 
and uh, that parent that is no longer on my team anymore because of that problem. But yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. But in this scenario, what happened with the kids from Hawaii who moved down and were playing on our team, they're part of our team. They're not a guest player. And parents, well, I would just say this set of parents were really, really bothered that the fact that they're going to be taking minutes away from their son, not the players, just their son. And I was like, so there was a, you know, we don't want, we don't want to get into the details, but I mean, you coaches know what happened, but yeah, that's, it's, it's weird, but um, Coach Lance, you had something? Um, yeah, I mean, just, just based on my experience, uh, to, to answer that question, Coach Bob, is um, I think majority of the time it's the parents, just because of the different perspective, you know, that they have. The players look at it one way, uh, like Coach Mel said, and, and the parents look at it from a totally different perspective. So that's why I personally avoid the guest player you know, um, I think it's a different situation like which what Coach Mel just kind of went through where the kids are coming coming over to be a part of the team um, and rather than just a kind of a one weekend or one hit wonder. Uh, but I, to answer that question, it's definitely it's definitely the, 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 the parents that get upset. I think I think at some levels and at certain ages, the players probably feel upset but they won't, you know, they, the only time they'll probably say anything is when they go home to their parents and they'll probably express, express something to their parents. But um, I, I think more often time than not, it's definitely the parents that are, that are feeling the feeling shafted. Yeah, exactly. So, to, so for all you listeners out there, coaches that are listening and you guys want to have that special player come and play for you on the weekend, save the drama and don't do it. It'll just save some drama, less drama for you. You're gonna have drama regardless because you are an AAU coach or a youth coach in general. There's no way of dodging drama. I think we talked about this before in our, one of our other podcasts about drama. You're not gonna escape it. There's no way of having a drama-free, you know, coaching uh, AAU basketball or youth sports ever. So get used to it. You gotta know how to handle the drama. And by doing uh, by having a, you know, elite player or a weekend player play for you, it's just going to cause problems. You know, uh, the kids aren't going to trust you or the parents aren't going to trust you, first of all. And then it's just going to be a domino effect. Of course, they're going to talk to their kids and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, just um, take these little stories and these experiences from us. And uh, I hope that answered that question too, Coach Bob. But going back uh, a ways to uh, – what coach Tom said about saying, thank you, dude, I'm huge. On that. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. And I'm big on just, Hey, have some common courtesy boys. You know, I don't like it when they give an attitude to their parents in front of me. I'm like, Hey, can you say thank you to your grandpa? Because he just got you something to eat and drink. Oh, oh thank you, grandpa. You know, or, uh, or how about, uh, like you said, coach Tom, you know, Hey, um, Coach Mel just sprung for this. How about thank you, Coach? Oh, yeah, Coach, thank you. I'm all, and I will call them out. I'll say, come on, guys, don't be a bunch of a-holes, you know? Have some common courtesy here, you know? It's, it's common sense, you know? When somebody does something nice to you, say thank you. Please, you're welcome. You know, that's just, come on, man. That's life 101. 
you know? And so, um, and I don't want to say it's, sometimes it's the parent's fault because it's just common sense, you know? Hey, give me that. Wait, what, what did you say? No, that's not how, that's not how we talk. And they look at me and then they, oh, um, uh, mom, can you pass me that please? You know, whatever it may be. That's yeah. just me. I just call them out on it. And I'm thankful that my parents let me because I think there's, they're used to it. They're wired that way for kids saying that like, hey, hey, hey I'm, I'm thirsty. Or hey, can you give me a drink? I can't stand oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually, it's a switch that goes off and I, I forget about coaching. I don't know what the hell are you doing? That's not fuck. Oh, why don't you get your butt over there and go get the drink? And how about you say and mix in a thank you? All right, how about that? And they're like, oh, oh, yes, coach. So I just keep my boys accountable. I mean, you got a lot of kids though, Tom. So I can see well, like two things, two things real quick to piggyback off that. The one I hate is when you sub a kid out, he's getting a drink in his hydro, right? Obviously now with COVID, there's no water fountains. But then He'll like call like call his parents from the other other saying and he'll hold the hydro up like this, like having them walk <laughs> over to fill their hydro. I'm like, you just came out, go fill it up yourself. Like you you're not you're not even watching the game on the bench anyways. You might as well go fill the water bottle up yourself. <laughs> well, um, what about this? The I second, have... Oh, the second one is I had with co- talk to Coach Lance about this. Um, kids nowadays, and Mel, your team actually does a great job. When I see your kids, like kind of everyone, he always comes up, says, "Hey, coach, how's it going?" You know, gives me a dab or everything. I'm not joking with you. Coach Lance will know what I'm talking about. Last week, I was in the I'm Possible room watching two of my girls train with Josh. Five of my eighth grade boys roll in for their workouts, right? They're doing their, they're doing, um, their little weightlifting workout, right? They roll in. They see me. They don't even say what's up to me. They literally put their bags down, and then they're just over there. And I'm looking at them like, now I'm a smart ass. I'm like, oh, hey, Mason. Hey, Derek. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Just your coach over here. Um, hey, I was there. I was there when yeah. one of the didn't say anything to you. They walked by, and I, I, I was. You must have been past that night because that was pretty nice. What you just said. You were like, "Oh, hey, what's up? You're not going to say any, hi to me." And yeah. He just why he goes, oh, "Hi, coach," and he kept walking. Hey, like, so they, I don't, they, I don't mind. They did that I don't, practice yesterday, right? At practice, we're going. They, they say the same thing, and I'll be like. Oh, yeah, I'll remember that the next time you say you're ready to go back into the game. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to get you. I'm not putting you back in the game anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just ignore them, Coach, just like they yeah. ignore you. Hey, Coach, I am available to guest coach your next practice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, hey. A lot, Coach Bob. Hey, Coach Bob, are you going to have an announcement, man? You got to have the media there, man. You're coming out of retirement, dude. Ah, uh, you know. Soon, hopefully soon hopefully hopefully I, I got a I got a story too so every it's and it's kind of along the same lines is you know every day not every day but every training night um, Tuesday Thursday and Sunday you know we take temps for all the kids that come in um, and uh, we have one of those where I don't have to stand there now so they just put their head close to it and it takes your temperatures but but I do still stand by the door I'm literally standing by the door and, you know, I coach the fifth and the sixth grade teams. Um, and there's between the two teams, there's 20 kids. If I didn't say anything, all 20 kids would walk right past me <laughs> and, and not say a word. So that, I, that is, that's something that must be a, 
something that's going on in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, almost like they're intimidated or they're just socially weird, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I say hi, you know, when they come in, but I, I do wait for a few seconds to see if, they're, if they'll say anything. They'll look at me. Couple seconds will go by, and I'm like, "Oh, hey." <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Just <laughs> a few lines. Yeah, I, I hate. I hate my. Some of my boys will do sign language. They're like, <laughs> "I'm yeah. like, dude, get your butt up and go out there and go get it." I cannot stand that, man. It's such a big pet peeve of mine. The worst is the. I mean, I mean, your kids are in high school, but I mean, I have high school kids too, right? Like. You guys are 15 to 18 year old kids. You better yeah. go get your water yourself. Yeah. And carry your own bags. Yeah. Oh, shit, right? Jeez. <sighs> and they grab their bags. They're like, here, mom. Here, grandpa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so check it out. Um, I guess we're going to wrap this up right now. We've been on for a while and, uh, we have a uh, coach's quote of the day. Who is this going to be? Coach Bob, you got the coach's quote of the day for us or, or no? Nope, not it. Um, okay, well, how about okay. – I got – You kind of already used that quote earlier. <laughs> you kind of did the coach quote of the day like the first five minutes of this. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead and end this. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and end this podcast with the quote or the coach's quote of the day, and it's something I said earlier in the podcast. And this will maybe trigger something uh, off on you know whoever's listening out there and who's inspiring to be a coach or coaches in general that are listening. But um, just think about this, all right? Coach for the kids, not for profit. That's what we'll go with, something like that, huh? So uh, with that being said. All the love and support out there, guys. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to check us out on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. We really appreciate the love and support. Much love and aloha.